Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Uh, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Uh, I read you that tweet from Jim Matheson, and I saw something on Oilers Nation today uh, regarding Adam Larson having a hearing, and then I checked NHL player safety, and there's nothing about Adam Larson having a hearing, and then I went back to Oilers Nation, and they're saying that the link that they had from the score has been taken down. So, translation, uh, my guess is there is not a hearing for Adam Larson. So you check a couple different sources. You follow guys on Twitter. They're tweeting about it. You're thinking, okay, well, it must be. So now what I've decided to do, against my better judgment, after uh, I've now added NHL, I I don't even like talking about it, but NHL player safety, I've now added them to my uh, Twitter follows since uh, they all have it right. So just to clarify for everybody out there, Adam Larson, as of right now, does not have a hearing for the elbowing major last night. Uh, Dave. We, uh, yeah, we uh, <laughs> we had a malfunction at the junction, which occasionally happens once in a while. Uh, yeah. yeah, it happens. This is the beauty of live radio. So guess what? We're going to go fully interactive oh, let's in, the do ne- it. in the next half hour. It's 1236 in Edmonton. You can reach us on a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. That's our phone number. Again, 780-496-0063. And... You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. You can jump into LaFray, the Edmonton Oilers. Not in a bad spot right now. They're in first in the Pacific Division. they got a home-and-home with the Vancouver Canucks. You probably weren't too happy with the team's performance over. I, I, I know this. I know enough about the players to know that they'd be the first to tell you they needed to be better than they were last night for the final 35 minutes of the game. And and some other, they had multiple chances in the first period. So um, it was an interesting road trip. I mean, they played really well in Vegas, pretty well in Arizona, really well in San Jose, not very well against L.A., and not very well against Colorado. But at the end of the day, they got six out of a possible ten points on the road. They have a winning record on the road and a winning record at home. So text in, again, 780-496-0063, and this is your opportunity to call in. Uh, you can comment. Further, I'd like to know what people think. Oh, is that a major penalty to Adam Larson? Am I just out to lunch now and I don't understand the game the way it's played today? I'll say this. It was not a smart play by Adam Larson. There was, he, he tried to get away with a little bit of gamesmanship. Um, and I'm going to reiterate this point until the guy stops playing. But Connor McDavid is so fast and so good. And for the most part, you have officials who might be very athletic themselves, but many of which would have liked to have played hockey themselves, uh, probably weren't as good as skaters and as good of players as Connor. And I wonder if it's challenging at times to be in the right position to make some of the calls. That's my theory on it. I don't think there's a degree of maliciousness in place. I do think with Steve Kazari, um, who's a veteran NHL official, sometimes some guys 
don't have good fits with other with certain teams in the league. Denny Morrell was not a popular referee. Uh, well, fans in Calgary will say it cost them a potential shot at uh, playing the Oilers. And what year was that? Uh, 1990, when the LA Kings uh, and the Calgary Flames were going at it. And the Kings won in six games. And then the Oilers took the Kings out in round two that year. But anyhow, uh, they didn't lose last night from the officials. But the call of the major penalty certainly influenced and dictated a bit of the outcome of the game. So tell me what you think. Uh, again, you can reach in at uh, 780-496-0063, and we'll go through a rack of calls. Oilers are nonetheless in a really good position uh, right now. We will tell you that guests on the show receive guest certificates too. Roos Chris Steakhouse follows Sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers now uh, sent you. We'll work on getting Louis DeBrusque on the show uh, possibly even tomorrow. Here uh, we go. We'll drop the puck on line number one with Jim. Hi, Jim. How are you? Great. Great. Uh, I just wanted to on something. I think that we all agree that the Oilers are going to be in the playoff. I just wonder how you feel they're going to do uh, up against some playoff hockey, as we saw last night with Colorado and how exposed they had the Oilers after that big hit. I think Colorado can really skate. That was not Colorado's A team. That was Colorado's B team. I think Edmonton and Colorado are going to have a chance here over the next three or four years. Uh, The Oilers have a wave of young defensemen coming that will change how the team plays, I think, long term. Uh, Once they fully integrate Bouchard and Broberg in the lineup in the next three to four years. Uh, Colorado obviously has Bowen Byram to complement Kale McCarr, who's a stud on the back end. I mean, the Oilers obviously have got Clefbaum and Nurse. So the teams have got defensemen. Colorado's got those three big horses up front. The Oilers have got three pretty good players up front. Um, I w- here's the thing. You, you say that, Jim, about how the Oilers were exposed last night. What would you have said about Colorado two weeks ago when the Oilers had six goals up on them after two periods? Well, I, I I couldn't disagree with you, but it looked like Colorado knew what they were coming up against, and after that big hit, uh, you know, the Oilers were just ineffective. They couldn't do anything. Now, I had somebody say to me, Edmonton didn't feel like it lean on Colorado after that play. Uh, I, I just, I you know, <laughs> the other thing is, I'm going to say it right now, I do not expect, if the Edmonton Oilers are indeed a playoff team, if there's not a substantial drop-off in the team's play, I don't think what you're seeing right now is going to be the Edmonton Oilers hockey team after March 1st. I think uh, I think I think that Ken Holland will make one and possibly two ads into his top nine up front that's going to change the complexion of the team. Yeah, I think they got to be tougher. You know, the Cassian tried making some hits and things, but you know they they were just well. I mean, that's the other thing. Playoff ho- playoff game. hockey. I mean, look, St. Louis and Boston went to the Stanley Cup final, right? Like St. Louis did not look like a playoff team at this time last year. They were dead last in January first, and at the end, the experience they had on the back in the back end, the size that they had in depth. Like if you have Alex Chase on, I know he got a, he got drilled last. That happens in the game, you know that. But if you bad have Alex, pass, by the way, bad pass. Yeah, it was a bad pass by Larson. Terrible. That yeah. Larson doesn't look good at all. No, he's 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 fighting it right. I mean, he's he needed to come back and have a good start to the year, and he broke his right fibula, and you know it's it's a tough situation for him. But if you have a guy like Chase on your fourth line, you probably have a pretty good team. If he's on your second oh. line, that's not good enough. So that tells you, you know, they've got some work to do to improve and upholster the roster. And and even there, you don't want to give up. If you look at, I don't know, if you look at the window of the team, what's real? Like, where do you think they're like Jim? Where do you think they're going to finish right now? Oh, I think they'll finish. Uh, oh, I don't know, 
first or second in the division. Really? That, see, and I would I would say the more likely, you know, they're first right now. The more likely scenario is they'd finish second or third for me. Like, I, I just, I'm like, well, a lot of things got to go right. Mind you, the team that I thought was going to come in first in the division is Las Vegas. And, oh, they got a win last night with Marc-Andre Fleury. They haven't killed it. But fair comment. Like, they were exposed last night. Uh, Colorado played a speed game. The Avs will tell you they didn't skate in Edmonton, and the Oilers absolutely crushed them. So, um, yeah, it just seems that these teams, these teams with good defensive cores, that they know how to shut down these you know, top two or three players, and the second that these top two or well, three they, players are shut down, they didn't. You know, they didn't. They didn't have. We have not seen a full Colorado team. That's again. I think full Colorado team might be the best team in the Central Division. Thanks for the call, Jim. Yeah, appreciate your time. Bye. Yep. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Our River Creek Resort Casino hotline. Mike on line number two. Hi, Mike. How are you? Not bad. How are you? Good. What's your What's your perspective on the elbow last night? Well. If you look at the rule 45.3 in the NHL rulebook, it states that if the player that gets elbowed has an injury to their face or head, the referee must call a major penalty. So I know the fans have an opinion, but uh, we have to realize the referees know the rules, and that's the way it got called. Mm-hmm. And do the referees always apply the rules, do you think? They apply the rules to the way that they're supposed to, depending on the way the game is going. Like, you could make an argument. Could you not make an argument? Like, you talk about an injury. Matt Benning got a concussion because Evander Kane slashed him across the head. And, oh, no, I, I agree. Right, they, like, they, why? Like to me, that play, that play should be reviewed by the NHL after. The reps, yeah, they, the reps, they missed that call. Right. There's no doubt about it. But I'm just explaining everybody's all upset that there was a major penalty saying the referees changed the game when they followed the rule book at that point. So... One one aspect is people think, oh, the Rebs didn't follow the rule book. Look what happened to us, and then they did, and then they're angry they followed the rule book. So what is it? Well, and that you know what, that's life. That's that's part of how things work. Is people do have different perspectives on things. I mean, I I, I thought you know what in the gamesmanship battle last night, I I just didn't understand. Like it was so obvious what Larson did, that even made it worse. You know what I'm saying? Like. You do it right in front of the ref as, you know, and it just the, the timing of the sequencing wasn't great either. Uh, and Adam would tell you, he'd be the first. Now, I don't think Adam thought he was going to get a major penalty. I, I think he thought he flicked him. Maybe he got him in a good spot, a uh, bad spot for the player, whatever the case. So by the letter of the law, the problem with the NHL that most fans have is they don't seem to apply the letter of the law very often. You know what I'm saying? You, you could be correct. I could be correct. <laughs> Thanks for that, Mike. All right, thank you. Yeah, 780-496-0063. Uh, and you can text us on our Ashley Fine Flores text line. Uh, Bob, a headshot is a headshot. you got to clean it up. Major all the time going forward. Sorry. Uh, hey, Bob, do you buy that referee Steve Kazari hates the Oilers? It seems like he always favors the opposition team against the Oilers. I mean, there's history. I'll say this. There's obvious history with Steve Kazari. The only time Connor McDavid's really that we know of been demonstrative was with Steve Kazari. And Kazari gave McDavid an abuse of an official after the game for pointing at the scoreboard on a shootout goal. Who's got the power? Like when a linesman waves the league's one of the two best players in the league out of a face-off in the opening face-off of a game. What is that? How about just drop the puck? Okay? 
How about drop the puck? I do think right now that there are officials, oh, I could call a penalty every play because guys are... Against Arizona, there were two separate times in that game where McDavid was outright hooked where the puck, once in overtime, Schmaltz got him, got the clamp on him, across the wrist as McDavid went to drop the puck back to Clefbaum, and it could have led to a breakaway the other way, and they didn't call it. And it was an obvious reach. And again, my theory on this is he's so fast and so good and the officials can't skate at that pace. And that's a game that was officiated by Wes McCauley. All that said, it it influenced the game. It didn't cost Edmonton the game. They didn't deserve to win the hockey game, but it influenced the pace and the tenor of the hockey game when it happened last night. And judging by most of your texts and uh, response here, I'm, I'm getting the sense that people believe that. Again, you can reach in at 780-496-0063. This text comes in saying, Bob, the uh, first caller was wrong. The Oilers have a tougher team than the majority of the teams in the Western Conference. They're built for the playoffs. More forward additions may be needed, but they are tougher than teams like Vegas, Calgary, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, etc. I don't know if they're tougher than Vegas. Like, Vegas is rolling with Ryan Reeves and William Carrier on their fourth line, and they have Derek England and Braden McNabb, and Braden McNabb's a, a big-time hitter. Uh, another text comes in saying, Bob, three of the goals last night were because of really tired rookie defenseman. Edmonton was obviously down to f- uh, 4D for a large portion of the uh, second period. Um, I'm not... I mean, Clefbaum stepped up on two of those. Uh, for the, usually there's about three or four mistakes. You need to have backside support if the defenseman's going to step up. So the forward and the D have got to be working together. The goalie will tell you he's got to stop the puck as well. Back to the uh, phone line, 780-496-0063, our River Creek Resort Casino hotline. Don on line number one. Hi, Don. How are you? Good, Bob. How are you? Not bad. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with you on that game last night. I'm, I'm really surprised the Oilers had the will, you know, the the willpower that they had that I thought that they were on with the officiating, they were on the verge of losing control of that of that whole thing. That was that was a real mess. I don't think the officials uh, they they can't take any pride in that in that game last night. Yeah, it, you know, they that I mean, Dave Tippett was upset that the team got frustrated. Um, it unraveled on them, and Colorado can skate and just crush the Oilers in the last thirty-five minutes of the game. But there was... Yeah, no, the owners, the owners definitely run out of gas. But I, you know, I again, it comes back to this: if they're going to call stuff, call it on both sides. There was, there was two or three times last night where there could have been interference calls that uh, that never went the Oilers' they, way. They and missed, and, and when you're in the building, see, again, you see one thing on TV when you're building. I, I know they wouldn't have showed up, but David got a high stick, right? Got clipped in the face with a stick, no call. Like, yeah. it's the best. You know, it's, eventually what has to happen is he's going to have to say something. And the irony of the situation, and I have the greatest amount of respect for Wayne Gretzky in the world. No one treats better uh, people better and is more inclusive than Wayne Gretzky. Okay? But Wayne Gretzky was a whiner when he came into the NHL. He whined, he whined, you know, he worked, and it was a different time. The referees seem to be able to have... Like, we have referees in this league right now that shoo players away. Get away from me. And then we have other refs that circle by benches and try to engage a young player in a conversation. We had that when Dreisaitl got his uh, unsportsmanlike in San Diego, or uh, San Jose, 
the, the first time the Oilers were in San Jose, the, the ref circled back four separate times to re-engage Drysaddle before he teed him up with a minor. Right? Yeah, no, I, I, I like, give Connor full marks. I mean, like he, he doesn't he really. He does. Yeah, he no. takes the high ground. He takes the high ground, and sometimes, absolutely. I, I think we live in a world, frankly, to be honest with you, Don, where the squeaky, uh, what's the old, what, the, the, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Like I, I, I don't know if it, if it really benefits Connor to take the high ground. Like if he lights them up and calls, you know, oh, the NHL is managed like it's a garage league, like. Mario Lemieux did, all hell's going to break loose for the NHL, right? Well, I think they're on the verge of that. I, I, you know, that's not the way you should be treating a marquee player. I mean, I don't think he should be getting special attention, but he, he shouldn't be getting uh, the, the treatment that he's getting. All right. By the league. Thanks, Don. 780-496-0063. Todd on line seven. Hi, Todd. How are you? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. I just wanted to say good game last night. Well, not a great game, but I think Clapham you know, bad pinch on two goals had he not uh, made those two bad pinches. I think we would have been okay. And the elbow, yeah, probably shouldn't have been five, maybe a double minor or something like that. But, um, you know, it was right in front of everybody. It was really, oh, it was really overt. That was the problem with it. It wasn't a quick little flick away from the play. It was right in front of everybody. Uh, Yeah. But, uh, again, the, the the sequencing of the major, then combined with the dry sidle penalty, which was a penalty, he tripped. Yeah. You know, he didn't need to make yeah. the play that he did on Kale McCarr. They ran out of juice in that five-on-three, and, and, and then they had guys sitting in, you know, eight minutes of real time in the game not getting on the ice during the game, like McDavid and Cassian. So, yeah, uh, Oscar had a tough game. He's had He's been terrific all year. Like, he's, you know, he's been their best. Yeah, he's been great. He's been their best defenseman. Ethan Bear has been a revelation. But they they played a team that could skate last night at high altitude, and they got skated in the ice for the final 35 minutes. Thanks, Todd. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. Cheers. Yep. Cheers. 12.52 at Edmonton. I'll get to more texts in a second. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now on 6.30 Chad. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chad. Thanks for that, Leon. I guess I didn't make it into that station promo there, Dave. I... <laughs> I don't know. Well, talk to your producer. I'm telling you, I'm not feeling. <laughs> I, I'm feeling excluded. Uh, anyhow, but you're on now. Yeah. Well, it's all good. Some days I'm on now. Some yeah, days I'm just off. Period. Good point. This is uh, orders now. Bob Stoffer with you. We will tell you this. Temperatures dropping. It's time to start thinking about something tropical. Forget about the white snow. Start thinking about white sand. How about Porta Vallarta? Great chance to jet away with 630 Chet's deal and I in January on an amazing all-inclusive winter holiday tour that includes seven nights at the five-star beachfront Marivelle Armory Resort, plus parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. On sale now for just $21.95. Book your spot today by calling New West Travel or visiting newwesttravel.com. This is uh, this is Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer with you. we got a lot of great texts. Here we go. Uh, v says, Bob, I text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, Oilers don't get as many power plays as they should. They're on the lower end of the power plays with the two best players on the uh, in the world from V. Another text saying, on a positive note, the Oilers are doing awesome this year compared to last year. All things positive. Uh, this text comes in from Dan. He says, 
Bob, that call against Larson last night was a two-minute minor at most. Drew Remenda was losing it over the call. Rob Brown said it was a five-minute major, but I respectfully disagree. The thing that I'm most disgusted with about the refs is people don't pay money to see them. They're not the show, and we didn't lose because of them, but that wasn't a five-minute major. If they know the rules, then why didn't they blow the plate in uh, when our guy was uh, in the box with no helmet? Well, Okay, so there's a scrum on the ice. Shouldn't they assist in getting the helmet over to Josh Archibald in the box? It was a strange set of circumstances. Uh, you can uh, text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Miles says, if the Oilers are so tired after a five-game road trip, how do they expect to go through a long playoff run? Let's just make the playoffs first and then see what happens because everybody gets tired in that situation. Like, you're playing at high altitude in Denver. It's not an easy place to play. And you've won three games. And sometimes games, if anything, it should have been worse than it was. That's fully established that. Did the Oilers have a scoring chance in the second or third period last night? Miko Koskinen, Edmonton hammered Colorado 6-2 and called off the dogs in Edmonton two weeks ago when McDavid had six points through two periods. That was a 1-1 game heading to the third period. The Avs get the three quick ones. They're up 4-1. They kept coming at the Oilers. Koskinen's brilliance in the second and third period stopped that from being a 6-1 game because that's how badly the Oilers were dominated. But at a critical juncture in the game, no question, they had some momentum taken from them. Did they deserve to win the game? No. Are we saying the refs cost the Oilers the game? No. Did they change the momentum and the tenor of the game with the call? Yes, they did. Is there culpability on Adam Larson's part? Absolutely. Gamesmanship. All right, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back for Canadian Power Pack, Brian Burke. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.